Unlock the full potential of your healthcare data with practical data solutions. Benchmarks take on new meaning when blended with key performance indicators like expense, productivity, scheduling, and patient satisfaction data. Optimize your reporting to make better decisions with PDS Analytics. Discover how at pds-online.com slash mgma. Well, hi, everyone. This is Daniel Williams, Senior Editor uh, at MGMA and host of the MGMA Podcast Network. We have another of our Ask an Advisor podcast today. We're joined by Christy Good, who is Senior Advisor at MGMA. Christy, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Yeah. So as we've been doing with Ask an Advisor, I just, again, I want to give just a quick uh, plug on how people can ask uh, access this. Tell us where the button is and what the button is called on the MGMA <laughs> website so people can know where to go. Sure. Um, it has been changed to Ask MGMA so that you have, uh, when you go to that little green button on our website, um, when you go to submit a question to MGMA, you will pick from a variety of different areas. If okay. you have one coming to ask an advisor such as myself or one of the other SMEs, then usually do practice management question. So you would do, drop down a practice management um, on that little choice. But there are other choices if you need our customer service group, if you need our um, government affairs group, if you need ACMPE. So you have a lot of different choices through our Ask MGMA now. Okay. Thanks for sharing that. Now, you and I talk offline before we do this, and you kind of fill me in a little bit on what we will be talking about. And I'm I'm excited about this one because you and I have been working on an HR book for MGMA. More details to come on that, everybody, <laughs> but we can't wait to uh, share more information on that when it's available. But we have a question that falls into that area. It's talking about bonuses and best practices for bonuses. So share with us what you have been hearing in that uh, Ask an Advisor or Ask, an, an Ask MGMA area <laughs> on this topic. Yes, actually, um, just within the last couple of weeks, we've had a number of questions come around on sign-on bonuses for positions other than providers. We know that usually in a provider um, contract, they have some kind of bonus or compensation package, but often um, employees do not. And so we've had with all our staffing concerns and issues or challenges, really, um, many practices are trying to find creative ways to entice those people to come work in the healthcare industry and also retain the staff they currently have. And that's where these questions have been around you know, what do I do for sign-on bonus or retention bonus? And I just thought I'd take this time to to kind of go over the difference between the two and, and when you would use them, the benefits behind, and kind of strategically how they work in a practice. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, great. Well, thanks for sharing that. So, Let's go into more details about it then. Um, 
I don't know if you could share some things on sign sign on bonuses with us, maybe some of the key benefits about that. Yeah. So a sign is a sign on bonus bonuses, sorry, sign-on bonuses are offered to attract new talent to an organization, or especially those particularly hard to fill positions, or even to compete in a competitive job market that we're seeing out there right now. Um, they're typically provided when making the initial offer to the can candidate. And so some of those benefits of doing a sign-on bonus is it makes your job, or it could make your job, more appealing to highly qualified candidates. Um, it can also expedite the hiring process because candidates may be more motivated to accept that um, offer with that bonus attached. And then another benefit of having a sign-on bonus for those positions that are not provider positions. Um, if a candidate needs to relocate for this position, um, a hiring bonus can also help offset those expenses. Okay. Um you mentioned one thing, the hard to fill positions. I mean, what are what's being defined as hard to fill positions at practices right now? I mean, it seems like all of them, but I mean, are there specific positions right now that are kind of at a critical need level for the practices? I would say that we know that nursing, nurses, allied health professionals, um, but we also have basic support staff that are hard to fill anymore these days where that used to not be the case. And so being creative and offering some um, sign-on bonuses or retention um, bonuses could help a practice so that they're not, so they can fill those positions quicker, but also not having maybe the high turnover that we've also been seeing out there. Um, providers still, though, are a hard to fill position. So I almost feel like every position right now in healthcare um, has been a, a hard to fill position depending on the specialty, the practice, um, your location. So that's why having some of these to um, give you like something extra to help you bring in those employees into your candidate pool um, is beneficial. Mm -hmm. Okay. And practices are competing for some of these positions with not only other practices, but then even the retail world and other industries out there as well. Isn't that correct? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Well, let's look deeper into this then. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, talk about these uh, sign-on bonuses. Are there additional details you want to share with us like what a sign-on bonus looks like, um, how uh, a practice could, I guess, design or, you know, develop uh, a sign-on bonus strategy. Yes. So often a sign-on bonus, they're going to, they can vary widely, really based on factors like what are the employee's qualifications? What's the demand for the role you're trying to fill? Um, it could be from a few thousand dollars to a percentage of the employee's first year salary. Uh, they're typically, the sign-on bonus are typically offered to new hires, um, like we talked about with those roles that are really experiencing some recruitment challenges. Um, they're often paid in a lump sum shortly after the employee start. So that's a little different than the retention bonus that we'll talk about. Um, they are paid more at the beginning. Um, many Organizations sometimes also include a repayment clause. So if an employee comes in and they leave within a specified time frame, um, they may not 
get, uh, they may only get a portion of it, or they may even have to pay back. Um, it it really depends on what the the um, contract says. So you need to make sure that um, when you are doing a sign-on bonus, that you have that clearly communicated and that that person knows what would be expected if they're supposed to stay a year or if they're, you know, what the duration is in order to not have to give back some of or all of that sign-on bonus. Okay. All right. Well, let's also, so sign-on bonus is one aspect of it, but once you've got those uh, valued employees uh, on the payroll, you've got them as part of your team, you want to keep them. So I know another thing you were going to talk about today was retention bonuses. Talk about those. Yeah, so retention bonuses are typically designed to incentivize employees to stay within the organization for a specific period, um, often one to three years, but, you know, it could be longer. Um, I've seen them um, where maybe at five-year mark or a 10-year mark, there is something um, that the employee gets for longevity in an organization. Um, this helps reduce turnover sometimes and the associated cost with turnover. I think often people are like, oh, it's just a body. Oh, we'll fill that position. Oh, you know, we have more people, but there are costs associated with turnover that often people forget about. And then being in healthcare, just having that continuity of care and maintaining patient relationships are really crucial. Um, patients, I think, come into a practice because they like the employees they're working with and they keep coming back and they build those relationships. Um, and so when you have a high turnover in a medical practice, um, yeah, I, it, I think people forget it could affect your patients and and how they perceive your practice as well as how they feel about your practice. Okay. All right. Well, let's think about it a different way then. Um, how do you develop a strategy that can can balance both the hiring and the retention bonuses? Um, well, that's a, a very good question because I think both are valuable tools um, in managing your work workforce workforce efficiently. Um, I think that in order to balance them, you have to assess which roles in your practice are the most difficult and critical to fill. Um, you want to consider offering hiring bonuses for those roles to attract top talent. And you need to regularly analyze turnover rates to identify trends and potential areas of retention bonuses. Um, if you notice a pattern of employees leaving, consider using retention bonuses strategically. Uh, I, I just think that, and we have this data at MGMA in our data dive is turnover data. I think turnover data is important for any organization to pay attention to. Um, you can use retention bonuses to incentivize employees to stay at a practice for several years, um, and that allows for some st stability and continuity, continuity of care, as I mentioned earlier. Um, I do believe that, you know, you should use both as a strategic approach um, and then create clear criteria for when and how each of those bonuses are offered. Okay. And, of course, you need to pay attention to your budget. So you yeah. just can't be throwing money out to everyone, though it might be fun if you had it. But <laughs> um, you have to you have to be make sure that it's um, that your bonuses or your structure of bonuses are sustainable and aligned with your fi financial goals. Okay. 
final question then, what are some uh, additional considerations you, you need to be thinking about for either one of these bonuses? Um, there are tax implications for both the practice and the employee. So you really should consult with your tax advisor to structure your bonuses appropriately or your CPA for your medical practice. Um, you should make sure that your bonuses comply with labor laws and regulations. That is key too, because you don't want any stark anti-kickback rules coming back at you for any reason, either or Department of Labor coming at you. Um, you wanna maintain records for your bonus agreements. So including terms and conditions and clear communication to prevent any misunderstandings. Um, I would also suggest carefully assessing your financial situation and budget for your bonuses. So every year, you know, when you make a budget, make sure you're putting that into your budget. Mm -hmm. um, and then, and of course, when you apply bonuses, they should be consistently and fair across the organization to maintain employee morale. So you want to use them as a broader retention strategy that includes other elements such as professional development opportunities, recognition programs, and competitive compensation, not just bonuses. Okay. Well, that is great information. So Christy Good, Senior Advisor at MGMA, thanks for joining us again on the Ask an Advisor podcast. Thank you. All right, everybody, that is going to do it for this episode of MGMA's Ask an Advisor podcast. We are going to share several links uh, based on the information that Christy was talking about. We'll put those in the episode show notes. Um, until then, please be aware of that uh, Ask MGMA button on the MGMA website. You can Click on that, follow the instructions, and ask questions uh, that will get answered by Christy or some of our other subject matter experts. And thanks so much for being a listener to the MGMA podcast. Join us at the Leaders Conference, hosted by MGMA, powered by you, where top minds gather to accelerate the success of ambulatory care and medical practices. Join us in Nashville, October 22nd through the 25th. Register today at mgma.com slash leaders.